Within each individual lives at least one life-changing story that has the potential to inspire change. Far too often, souls depart this world without having the chance to express their hearts, leaving loved ones searching for more. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone. I'm a mom, physician assistant, and lifelong intuitive. I have a gift of catalyzing connection and a deep respect for honoring legacy. Over the years, I've been a conduit for countless messages from late loved ones, which has brought profound healing to their family members who remain here on earth. Join me and my guests as they recollect pivotal moments, reminisce with humor, and whisper wisdoms so that their stories of their hearts live on along with their voices, love, and impact as forever keepsakes for their loved ones. Welcome to The Living Years. I am really so honored to introduce Christian and Kay Rain, or Nini and P, as my husband and his cousins have always called them, and who I always have called them. They were so fun to interview, although they were very humble in sharing their life. I reached out to my mother-in-law, Robin, to fill in some blanks, and I'd love to share her words with you before we get to hear their voices and their hearts. Petal was born in 1930. He was the only boy and second to the youngest in a family with six kids. Named after his father, Christian Rain, he was adored by his sisters. He lived in Wilkett all of his growing up years and went to school and played soccer. He hunted and fished with his father and helped with the family business of selling flag. Flag, if you don't know, and I certainly don't, is a long stock on a swamp growing plant called cattails that is used to seal cracks between wood on whiskey barrels. He was drafted into the army and spent time in Germany during the Korean War. His job was a mechanic in the motor pool. After he finished his stint in the army, he worked as a truck driver for Genesee Brewery and the Marcellus Casket Company. He met mom, Nini, in 1952 or 1953. They met at the Wolcott Hotel and for him, it was love at first sight. She played hard to get, but his charm and gorgeous looks got the best of her. They dated and then married June 12, 1954. He got a steady job working for McQueen Brothers, a local farm equipment sales and service, and worked his way up from the top-notch mechanic to their leading salesman of farm equipment. He even earned mom and himself an all-expenses-paid trip to Holland. They had never traveled outside of the country, so this was a trip of a lifetime. He retired from McQueen's after 40 plus years. Best damn salesman they ever had. In his retirement, he loves taking care of his home and fixing things. He's an avid gardener and enjoys making wine. His most favorite thing is spending time with his family and laughing. A lot. The essential tremors that he developed in his later years have slowed him down a bit and made things he enjoys a little more challenging but he is always ready for rising to the challenge and getting together with family and friends. And of course, again, lots of laughter. Mom was also born into a large family in 1935. She was a baby in the family of five children. She grew up and went to school in Hannibal, New York. The one-room school that she attended from K to eight was just walking distance from her home. She was her mama's favorite and was cute as a button. There were some scary times when she was little She had pneumonia several times, and back then, they didn't have the medicines to help like they do nowadays. She said they almost lost her a couple of times. 
She was very popular in school and was involved in cheerleading and other extracurricular activities. After high school, she got a job at the Sealwright Company in Fulton, New York. Her job was secretarial, but her good looks earned her the face of the company and her photo was used for public relations and advertising. She earned good money and bought herself a car, a big old green Plymouth. It was quite the swanky car at the time, and she was the perfect good looking woman to be driving it. She and her girlfriends would hop in the praying mantis and head from Hannibal to Wilkett Hotel to have some fun on Saturday nights. It was there that she met dad. She described him as absolutely gorgeous and sent one of her friends to find out what his name was. It didn't take long for her eyes to meet and hormones to release. (laughs) She decided to play hard to get and not to tell him that she was only 18. He thought she was 22. She gave up the hard to get thing because he was too good to be true and she didn't want to pass up this opportunity. He proposed after dating less than a year and they married at the Methodist Church in Hannibal in June 1954. Their reception consisted of family and friends and cake. That's how they did it back then. No big expensive wedding reception with food and drink, just cake. In December 1955, Robin was born. Mom and dad lived in Fairhaven and were barely making ends meet and now a baby to feed. Mom said, we didn't have a pot to pee in. Fast forward five years and two more children. Mom got a job as the secretary to the principal at the elementary school in Wolcott. We lived in the village of Wolcott in a beautiful century-old brick home that mom and dad bought for $6,000. They made the house beautiful. It was actually quite in bad shape when they first bought it. They kept that home until we graduated and took a leap of faith to build a log home in the country, which is where they are still living and taking good care of it. Mom has always been a great cook and homemaker and lover of interior design and pretty things. She was an important contributor to the family income through her salary as a secretary. She attended many hours of college classes in Auburn, New York, to continue to improve her skills, setting herself apart from other secretaries. She was able to retire with a nice retirement, too. She's the happiest when she is around her family and loves to have get-togethers as often as possible. Her short-term memory is starting to fade, so these gatherings are more important than ever. She finds a great deal of comfort being with dad in their comfy home and enjoys watching all the wildlife in their yard and the beauty of nature. Thank you, Robin, for your beautiful words and for filling in the blanks. Without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Christian and Kay Rain, or Nini and P. Hello, Petal. I'm so grateful for you to be here with us. I'm excited for you to tell me more about you. We've known each other for almost a decade now, but I've only <laughs> known you as Petal. So I, I want to get to know, I want to get to know Christian Rain. Who is Christian Rain? How would you describe who you are for our listeners and for your grandchildren and great grandchildren? I'm an old, old, 91-year-old man. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you right now. That's okay. If anything comes up, you just let me know. (laughs) Looking back on those 91 years, what have been some of the most pivotal moments in your life? Well, I... I've had a real good life, I can say, live most of my life around this part of the 
country. I was born two miles from where I live right now. And as see, I met Kay, we moved to Fairhaven and back to Volga. I had three children. Now we got a big family. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at what you started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're getting great, great grandchildren, which I thought I would never see. So we're pretty blessed. Mm. We're we're blessed to have you. What are some of the moments or some of the people who have helped you become who you are today? That's that's pretty hard to say. I mean, it get boosted so many what is it's, it's hard to give anybody too much credit. You get so much <laughs> of it. true (laughs) how about what do you what do you remember about your parents and grandparents what sticks out as far as memories i never met my uh, grandparents i vaguely remember my grandmother that was small when she passed and the rest of them were gone before i was born So I never did have any grandparents, but my parents, they were great parents. Mm. We had a cottage down on East Bay by Ireland. We grew up, you know, had a great upbringing. Mm. How many siblings did you have? I had five sisters, no brothers. Oh, my goodness. But my mother and dad lost a son and a doctor. So Mm. they had big families back then. Yeah, no birth control. No. (laughs) (laughs) They had fun. That's, they were they they loved each other no, very much. No, no TV, no, <laughs> no electricity. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, as as a young one, did you get into mischief? Well, really, we used to sometimes. You know, like all kids, we get in some trouble, but now. To and I, I really don't remember ever getting uh, spanking, but I sure got talked to a good many times. <laughs> oh, fun! I know my sisters picked on me a lot. I was going to ask where where were you as far as age wise amongst your sisters? Where did you fall? Four of them were all older than me. Mm. Yep, that sounds about right then. Could you tell me 
if you're open to it, more about your time in the service and and experiences that you had there. Well, let's see. It started out in Fort Dix, New Jersey, and went down to Georgia for a short time to school. And they sent us quickly to that place, then went to Germany, and then came back home, got discharged. So I was kind of lucky, didn't have to go to Korea. Yeah, and how old were you when you enlisted? Let's see. When in 51, got out in 53. I was born in 1930, so what that make me? <laughs> yeah, 21 to 23-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like yesterday. <laughs> I'd love to know more about the moments that you first saw Nini and how you two met. Well, I service drug truck long distance for library in Red Creek. They came back out and they drove truck and I just got back from the Carolinas, I think, and I went to look at hotel. She was sitting there in the hotel and I thought she looked pretty slick. <laughs> She did, too, and it was about a week later, I think, that we met each other between her brother and his wife, and we went to a movie in Newark, and from that time, we went together and got engaged and got married. Do you remember what she was wearing that first time you saw her at the hotel? No, she did have clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. This would be a whole different kind of show. (laughs) How much time was there between your first date at the movie theater to when you got married? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Probably eight, ten months, maybe. Mm, when you know, you know. I don't keep track of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of a, a, a female thing to keep track of those. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for those many years of a happy marriage? Oh, I say yes. Huh? <laughs> That's good. I have a growing list of questions. What was it like to grow up in the time in which you grew up? What aspects of that time would you like to see today? That is true. I think we grew up in best times. We saw some great changes. The world's changed. It's just got so bad to uh, yeah, I mean, going the wrong way. 
I hope they can straighten something out. Yeah. And more so the lack of caring about one another. Right. People are just going against one another instead of trying to help one another. Do you have any funny stories of mistakes that you've made throughout your life? Oh, God, probably a million of them, but I'm a guy that don't tell. Fair enough. (laughs) How have your values and priorities changed throughout your life? What was important to you when you were a teenager versus what was important to you when you started your family versus now? Gosh, I don't know how I'd answer that tell you the truth. That's fine. What values are important to you right now? Just waking up and being here day to day. I mm-hmm. I get, get my age. Yeah. Happy to come alive every morning. That's beautiful. I, You met yet another great-grandson yesterday. When you held him in your arms, what what thoughts were going through your head or what feelings were you feeling? It's so great to see them so cute. I can't believe it. Little person like that. I don't know. It's a miracle. (laughs) Mm, Certainly is. And how cool is it that he has your best genes as a part of him, too? (laughs) What have been the most fulfilling parts of life? What moments have given you the greatest sense of joy and well-being? I'd say having our family, like our Kids being born and all of us getting together later. Yeah, those have been some of my favorite times. And I I was married into your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're watching your grandchildren start their own families, what advice do you have to your grandchildren as they're becoming parents? And what advice do you have to your great-grandchildren as they're starting their journeys of life? Well, I don't know. Always love and be loved. I I don't know. It's hard. It's okay. It's perfect. I think I think you have a way of keeping things simple as they should be. Last question, P. How would you like to be remembered? Oh. Just an ordinary guy. An ordinary guy who's just bursting with love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I didn't ask today that's on your heart that you would love to share? No. I Not did a pretty that. good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, P. I appreciate it. Okay, I love you.
Hi, Nini. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about you, sweetie? Oh, good. I'm so glad to be sitting down with you and and really learning more about you. You know, oh, we've you might not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I will. You know, it's it's funny. I was talking to P earlier this week, and I was telling him how we've known each other for almost a decade, but I've only known you as Nini and P. And I'm hoping today I could get to know Kay a little bit more, if that's all right. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> how how would you describe yourself? Who is Kay Rain? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? <laughs> no. <And me. laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm so old. I, I think of so many things. Well, what are some of those things? Ooh. Robin, come help me. <laughs> well, you're a wife, you're a grandmother, a great grandmother, a cook, a chief cook and bottle washer. Did you get that? Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> what moments or people have helped shape who you are today? Probably my husband mm. and um, my job. Mm. And because I worked for at school for 28 years as a secretary to the principal. So, yeah, mm. that's about it. Mm. Tell me more about your job. That's a long time to be in one place. Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to say what, because every day was different in Mm -hmm. school. I had a lot of work to do for the principal, a lot of, uh, you know, typing and that sort of stuff, appointments. It's been so long, I can't remember. (laughs) That's but, all right. Yeah, I liked it because I I had a lot of friends there. The teachers were all nice to me, and, and we had a great time. Did you have to spend time with kids that were waiting to go see the principal? Well, they sat right in the same office. Yes. So did you get to hear the, the stories before they went in to, to get no, there? Uh, no. Talking to no, no. No. Oh, they must have been nervous, though, and sweating it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't pay much attention to it because, you know, there were so many that I, you know, I just went on with my usual work. So I didn't pay much attention. They were nodding. They had to get their self straightened around to see the principal. One kid, <laughs> he was so frightened. He was sitting in the principal's office. And all of a sudden, I looked out the window, and he was running like nobody's business. <laughs> he jumped out the window <laughs> and took off for down the street. So, oh my goodness! The nurse came along. She says, "Where'd he go?" And I says, "He jumped out the window." <laughs> jumped out the window, and I and of course it's just you know on on the ground. He was close to that. So, yep, she caught him. She got. Him. <laughs> That's too funny. It is funny now that I think of it, but yeah, kind of odd to think that he thought of it to jump out the window and get out of there. You know, it's funny hearing your story because in, in high school, we had a priest who was very old in years 
who was still teaching. And he would tell you if you were in trouble to jump out the window and see if God would save you. <laughs> so it's oh interesting to hear, hear your side of the story with somebody else <laughs> jumping out the window. <laughs> Nini, what were, you know, looking back on, on your life, what moments stick out to you the most? What are the most pivotal experiences that you can recall? Oh, there were so many. I can't recall all of them. I was very close to my kids, but I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Well, I guess how about, and and there's no, there's no wrong answer. What if I phrased it as, you know, thinking back on life, what are some moments that, that stick out to you right away? I don't know. I just always kind of looked forward to my life because I, I had such a beautiful family and grandchildren and I I just looked forward to every day mm. and um when something happened to one of them or all of them like Amanda she was diagnosed with leukemia mm-hmm. that just kind of brought me to my knees yeah. and um I had to learn learn how to live with it other than that I can't say enough about my life with my family. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but when I was roommates with Mackenzie, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why she wanted to go home all the time. (laughs) You're in college. You're supposed to have fun. Why do you want to come home all the time? And it wasn't until she said, do you want to come home with me? (laughs) And I got to meet Robin and I got to sit down and have lunch with you and P and go to one of Quincy's soccer games that I realized (laughs) this family is different. All families love each other. All families have their quarrels, but this family is different. And for our listeners, I married into this family because Mackenzie introduced me to her cousin, Buddy. Or Christopher. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I get to go home with Christopher just an hour away with our grandson or with our son, your great grandson. Um, so it, it it is something very special that that you have. And I'm I'm it very is. grateful to be in it. Yes, it is. Can you tell us more about your parents and your grandparents? What what memories do you have of them? Well, my mother and father, they were kind of on the fence post with their marriage. And being a little girl, I had to sometimes listen to their squabbles and stuff. That was rough. But then they would turn around and show a lot of love toward me. Mm-hmm. But I still had what I heard in the back of my mind. Yeah. And yeah, that. That was kind of hard, but, you know, you get over those things, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, it's interesting how as a child, it's hard to separate things and and you learn how to separate things as you, as you age, but that little girl inside of you is always still there with those those memories. So so true. So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many siblings did you have? I had one brother and four sisters. Now, I think you've told me about the story. Actually, three sisters, Arlene, Patty, and Ruthie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Bob. And Bob. Brother. 
you've told me about how Bob, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, how uncle Bob was, was born very early and how your mom yeah. nursed him to health. Could you, could you tell that story again for me? Yeah, he was born, he was a pound and four ounces or something like that when he was born. And mom said he could only, he couldn't cry, mm. but he would ha for a cry. Mm. So that ha was meant that he was crying. Mm. But yeah, she nursed him and he was a healthy little baby when she, you know, brought him around. Mm. It's amazing. You hear of, of miracles these day, this day and age, but that's, that's amazing. I know. And there was no incubators back mm-hmm. then or nothing. She, she, you know what? She, we had a um, cook stove in the kitchen mm-hmm. and she kept him right on the cook stove. Keep him warm. <laughs> keep him warm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a, such a beautiful story. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it is. <laughs> My dad told me that my grandfather, um, he used to sleep in a dresser drawer when he was an infant. So safety, yes. safety measures have changed over time. But yes. We babies have, have always been loved. Done that. Yes. <laughs> in fact, if mom and dad had company, we would have to sleep in a dresser drawer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's cozy. Mm-hmm. Cozy. What do you, were you able to meet your grandparents and do you have any memories of them? Oh yeah. I met my grandparents. They were different. And, um, on my mother's side, grandpa used to chew tobacco and I remember the juice running down the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he'd say, Come here, duty. Let me hug you and kiss you. And I ah! <laughs> didn't want that to happen. But um, he was a mean mom and dad, mom when she was growing up. Very mean. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, <laughs> hmm. he didn't have much of a home life. Hmm. I think she and dad got married when she was just 16. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Could you tell us the story of when you first saw and met Petal? <laughs> um, I was in the Walcott Hotel. <laughs> and I was with a bunch of my friends from Oswego. And I drove my drove them up in my old car. And um, we sat there and he walked through from the back of the hotel into the bar room and looked into the, you know, the place where people have uh, tables and mm-hmm. chairs. And, yeah. And um, he looked around and, oh, yeah, hey, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he finally walked through. And sat down with the people that was right across from my table where I was at. And he sat there for the longest time. And then the girls that I was with, I drove my old car. They were from Oswego. So I had to take them back to Oswego Mm. and then drive home to Hannibal. 
And um, so that was quite a drive for that old car. But I, back then, I didn't know enough to think anything different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got them home. Got, I got home okay. And my old car got in the driveway and go, whew, I'm glad of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what you were wearing in the Wolcott Hotel? No, I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> Closed though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. <laughs> when did you know that Petal was the one? When I first looked at him. Oh. He came in. He, he just got out of service, the army. And uh, this was in the hotel. And he walked through the back in the bar room and then stuck his nose out into the dining room and looked for his sisters that were in the dining room. And I looked, and I saw him, and I thought, oh, my God, he's so handsome, you know? And uh, so they they were sitting right across from where I was sitting in the hotel. It was really odd. But uh, he came in, sat down beside him, and I was sitting right across from him, and... uh, we didn't talk or anything. Pretty quick, mm-hmm. we got up because uh, my friend had to get back to a swiggle. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure my old car would make it, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I saw him. Secondly, I spent the night with my brother and his wife. And she said, um, would you go out on a date with Chris? And I go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then she set up the time for us to have a date. Mm-hmm. And from that point, it was on all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your first date? Probably down the Wolka Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rip-roaring place back years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the secret to a happy marriage? A long, fulfilling, happy marriage. Oh, gosh. You speak your mind. Mm-hmm. You tell the truth. You don't lie. Love one another. To tell them you love each other every time you turn around. And, um, yeah, just kind of be reinforce it a little bit. Mm. I love it. <laughs> what was it like when you grew up? What aspects of those times do you wish existed today? I don't know. I I loved every part of my childhood. Mm. The only part I didn't like, I probably shouldn't tell this, but my dad used to run around on mom. And they used to get in hat fights and everything. But mm. other than that, I just loved everything. I loved being outside and sliding downhill and Having so many friends there in the village, there at the town center there, and we just had a great time. Do you remember any mistakes in childhood, any mischief that you get into? I knew, I remember you've told me the story of your dog, Busy. Could you tell that story again? Ah, <laughs> well, he was a, a some kind of a boxer, you know, he was. And um, my aunt and uncle just thought he was just ice cream, you know. So um, 
Bob, my brother Bob, he was a pipsqueak. He um, got an old tube of lipstick. And when Busy was along with us, all of us kids, Bob painted a heart on his poop. (laughs) (laughs) And Busy, you know, figured he was just all set. He went out in the kitchen, wiggled (laughs) around, thought it. And my aunt, oh, my God, Busy. What happened to your butt? You know, and she wiped it. <laughs> Lipstick. But, you know, that's this foolish part of life. Yes. Those are sometimes the best parts of life. Yes, they are. They really right. are. Life's life's too short to, to take it seriously the whole time. I know. Yeah. yeah. Over your lifetime, how have your values or priorities changed? What was important to you when you were younger and what's important to you now? Well, when I was younger and single, I, you know, I was just foot loose and fancy free. But, you know, after I got married and had children, I could not ever replace those beautiful children of mine. And then the grandchildren came along and they were just as precious as my children. And so that's first and foremost in my mind Mm. and the little grandchildren. What have been the most fulfilling parts of your life? What has given you the most joy and well-being? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What memories have made you the happiest? Oh, gosh, I've had so many happy memories, Jelly, that um, I can't single them out. I I am so fortunate for that. I love my family. I just love them right to pieces. And I feel the love coming back. And I wouldn't trade it for a million dollars. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes, it makes a, a lot of sense. Your grandchildren are starting to give you and have been giving you beautiful great-grandchildren. Oh, yes. What advice do you have to give to your grandchildren as they start to start as they're starting their own families? And what advice do you have to your children as they're becoming grandparents? Love. Love is it. P gave the same answer. Uh (laughs) I said, Pete had said the same thing. Did he really? (laughs) He did. He did. Well, you can tell we've been married a long time, huh? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Nini, how would you like to be remembered? I don't know. Just me, I guess. I, I try to live each day according to, you know, God and life and I and my children and grandchildren are first in my my thoughts and love and I I love them to pieces and so I don't know <laughs> I don't know if they'll miss me or not <laughs> oh yes for sure oh, dear is is there anything I didn't ask you today that you want to share with your with your family anything you'd like them to know. 
Well, they all know how much we love them. So that's that's that. Um, we try not, we don't say no to any of them. They want us to run here for them or babysit the dogs or whatever. We do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a no-brainer for us. So we're just glad to be part of their life. We're glad to have you. I think I can speak on everyone's behalf when when I share that you're you are the the anchors. Well, that is so sweet. Mm. Yeah, Angelica. That is so sweet. Oh, I mean it. Well, Nini, I can't thank you enough for sitting down with me today and sharing sharing your life and what sticks out to you. I love you very much. Well, I love you too, sweetheart. And I love that guy you're married to. Oh, you? me too. <laughs> Thanks for sharing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. If you or a loved one would like to be celebrated on the Living Years podcast, please visit www.angelicapascone.com slash the living years to learn more. The Living Years podcast has been carefully and very patiently edited by Ascend Audio Spencer Stevens. Music for the Living Years podcast has been inspirationally created by FMN Creatives, Francesca Orso Marso.